Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, joined with me as always my wonderful co host out in Boise, Idaho, who just celebrated a birthday. So, a very, very happy birthday to my co host Dustin. Dustin, how you doing? Allie, I had a really good birthday. I think we were talking offline. I got a big steak. Like, who doesn't like steak? Well, some people don't like steak, but there's nothing like a nice New York steak on your birthday. You know, maybe having a cocktail or two and just enjoying. Is that what you did? Uh, you go for a strip? New York. It was in New York. Ten ounce. New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On a nice, on a nice stone. So it like, you know, it starts out medium rare and it goes up to medium or however you want. It was, it was phenomenal. But um, no, it was nice. And then I did more of my birthday celebration because here's the truth, Allie. No, who goes out on a Tuesday? Let's just call it for what it is. When your birthday falls on a Tuesday, it's not the most, you know, glamorous day of the week. So I did a little, little, little fun this weekend. So. Uh, went out kept it low key and did the whole thing on tuesday so there you go hey you know what that's not a bad time to do it i prefer that to be honest with you i like it kind of low key i'm not all about the the craziness and the chaos but very happy birthday to you dustin uh thank you i'm happy to hear that you enjoyed it the proper way to do it is correct over a steak so um fun stuff uh we've got a fun jam-packed program for you tonight we're going to be uh, welcoming Browns running back slash wide receiver, six-round pick out of UCLA, Demetric Felton, to the program here in a couple of minutes. So if you have any questions or concerns or anything you want to bring to the table, uh, drop it here in the comments, uh, and it might just get asked live on the program. Uh, before we get into it, though, Dustin, we want to give a, shout, a nice shout-out to our friends over at Only in Cleve. You can get your official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or T-shirt. Uh, over there, you can use promo code WOOF WOOF at checkout to get 10%. Uh, so go check them out. Um, Dustin, not not a ton going on right now in the sports world. Do you see any of the uh, all-star game? You know, I actually, quite honestly, I was out for my birthday, so I didn't have the all-star game at all. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It, I, I didn't like super dial into it like I have in previous years, but it was fun. There was fun stuff going on. Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr. with a rocket, um, which was just fun to see. It, was, it right. was cool. It was just a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing, nothing you, too crazy. Nothing have you caught any of the hoop? Have you caught any of the hoops? The little Suns Bucks action. There's another game on tonight. Did I you? have. Yeah. I am. So who who are you pulling for on this? One? What are you, what are your thoughts here? So I have a friend, a very personal friend of mine that lives here. He's from Phoenix, and he's always bragging how Phoenix uh -huh. is. And then I tell him, well, your Arizona Diamondbacks are horrible this year, so your Phoenix Suns got to make up for it. And you're lucky the Clippers aren't in the playoffs. Or, you know, the Kawhi is not in, basically. So, um, so we, we, we banter back and forth. I think the Suns should win this series. They're the more talented team, in my opinion. Now, mm -hmm. the thing, you leave a team hanging around, we know that's never good. I think if the Bucks win tonight, this could turn into a very interesting series. Um, they got beat by 20 points the other night. Who knows? But they're in some ways are evenly matched, but I do think the Suns are the more talented team. Um, so I'm kind of pulling for the Suns. It's a Western team. Um, and by the way, they've never won a championship. I mean, they got their close yeah. with Charles Barkley and stuff like that, but they've never won a championship. So I kind of want to root no. for them. 
<laughs> no, I am too. I'm rooting for Phoenix. Um, they're fun to watch. They're young. They're fun. Like I, I like watching Giannis. I think they're incredibly talented. He's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, Chris Middleton, he's great. But to watch Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, to go out there and just the way that they're playing is so much fun to watch. Just a young group. And, and to be able to see Chris Paul established, go out there and yeah. make the run that he finally deserves or he's deserved all along, but it's finally right. there. Uh, it's so nice. It's so nice to see that. And I'm really pulling for him. The underdog. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, Dustin, I went, I didn't tell you this. I went on a little mini vacation uh, and as you can see, I'm still unpacking for our, our uh, stream viewers. You can still see I'm in my room. It's not my typical setup. And I do apologize for any technical issues that we're going to have. We're going to try to not have any, but you never know. But anyways, my sister and I, we went on a little road trip. Uh, we went over to Augusta, Georgia. We were on, huh. I was on TikTok. And oh. I saw this, <laughs> I saw somebody posted about this store. It's called Final Cut out in Augusta. Huh. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's basically anthropology, pottery, barn. Um, all of these stores, they're like reject items, like things that nobody wants or maybe oh. a little bit damaged. Okay. Yeah, and it's, yeah. the prices significantly dropped and they have like beautiful beautiful things so right. we made a trip it was about uh three hours from where i currently live over to augusta georgia we made a pit stop at a university of south carolina so i might just be wearing a south carolina <laughs> shirt live on the program tonight but uh i just got back literally an hour hour and a half before we went live on the program tonight uh but i've got to tell you it was so much fun and as we were on you Besties campus, which is absolutely stunning, by the way, like truly beautiful. I realized I happen to have on my official Here We Go Brides podcast T-shirt, and I was able to get a nice photo uh, with with uh, I don't even know I don't even know who it was, but they had a statue. I'm assuming it was their mascot, the Gamecock. I'm sitting next to it. We got the I got the the finger up. So really? let me see that come out here. Here We Go Brides nice. podcast made a little road trip over to Columbia, I like South that. Carolina. I like that. Yeah, well, it was Allie, a good time. We, we talked. Time. You needed you needed a reset. You needed a trip to kind of just reset and have some fun. You've been moving. Work's been crazy. So I was very happy that you were able to get out of town and enjoy a few days off and, you know, get out there and do something fun. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a really good time. Uh, guys, we are going to welcome Demetri Felton here uh, to the program here in a few minutes. Uh, before we do so, just want to remind everybody to go ahead and drop your comments, your questions, whatever you have. Uh, we'll get to it live on the program. We'd love to get your feedback on what you'd like uh, to be asked or like us to ask Dimitri uh, on the program. So Dustin, why don't we go ahead and welcome him onto the onto the show? I uh, see already in there. Yeah, let's let's bring him on. Okay. All right, let's bring him on here. Uh, let me add him here to the program. We are welcoming uh, Brown sixth round pick Dimitri Felton. Brown's running back slash wide receiver out of UCLA to the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Demetric, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for taking the time. We're uh, we're very happy to have you and just excited to pick your brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, so absolutely. Demetric, are you out in uh, California tonight? Or are you yeah, uh, nice? How's that? Is it smoky out there, or are you actually getting some sunshine in the west out here? In some sunshine, it's really yeah. nice out here. I've been I've been enjoying the the weather a lot. Nice, nice. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. So, Demetric, first and foremost, before we get into it, totally informal. I just want to know how how's your off season been? I know this is 
obviously you're going into your first year, your rookie year. What's it been like so far with the, the rookie mini camps, OTAs, all that? How's your offseason been so far? Uh, I think it's gone pretty well. You know, I had a great time out there in Brea with the team and, you know, getting to familiarize myself with the system, the coaches, the players around me. It was a great time for me to do that. So um, I think it went overall really well. And now that I'm back home, you know, I'm able to rest, still continue to learn and continue to work hard. So I'm ready for training camp. Mishra, with that said, you know, this has kind of been a whirlwind for you playing out for UCLA. You know, walk us through, you know, you're sitting there on draft day, you know, wanting to be drafted. Walk us through that draft experience, what it was like, how that call went. Were the Browns on your radar? Were they one of the teams you were looking at? Or was it a total surprise for the Browns to make that call? Kind of just walk us through, because, you know, it's always surreal, right, when you get the call and say you're a player in the National Football League, right? So kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so it was – I was very excited and I was really nervous. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know uh, if I was going to go fairly early or fairly late. And so I was just sitting there with my family and my friends and, you know, just waiting on the call and uh, being locked in. I, I wasn't sure uh, really who was going to draft me, but I know I talked to the Browns uh, quite a few times, but after that, and like around the draft but I knew you know when I talked to them I had a really uh good conversation with the coaches and so I knew you know if I did end up going there that I would really enjoy it and so you know waiting there uh with my family it was tough but it was also exciting so to finally get that call and you know hear that I'm a Cleveland Brown it was amazing it was a dream come true that's awesome you know Demetri, when uh, actually Dustin and I were in Cleveland for the draft, he lives out out in Idaho. I'm in South Carolina. So we met in Cleveland for the draft. And uh, right when you got selected, we were, we were sitting there talking and Dustin goes, Oh my God, they took a a running back. I said, no, I think he's a wide receiver. So we had to do something. We're like, okay, what, 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 who is Demetri Felton? What does he do? And I want to talk a little bit about your versatility. Um, You know, that, that that's one of the the key pillars we know smart tough accountable but also being you know having versatility is, is something that's highly valued in this organization can you just speak to that a little bit what do you bring to the table what can browns fans expect out of Demetri felton this uh this season i think you summed it up uh perfectly you know just my versatility being able to do multiple things you know i i agree with you in saying that's very uh, valuable in this league and you know, that's what I feel like I bring. I bring to table, you know, the ability to play running back, the ability to play a receiver, the ability to make an impact on special teams, whether it's returning or, you know, running down as a gunner. You know, I'm willing to do anything to help my team. And, you know, that's just the type of person that I am. First and foremost, I'm a football player. And to me, that means someone who could do it all. That's great. How how comfortable would you say you are at both positions? Do you prefer one over the other? Uh, the only thing I prefer is the ball in my hands so I can make play. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, which, whichever position that is, you know, I'm going to do my best to execute and get as many yards as I can. Nice. Well, you've been able to be in Cleveland a little while now, Dimitri. Uh, talk to us a little about the culture, you know, learning the offense, the playbook, and what is – what has it been like learning from Stump and preference to Fansky, you know, being in there? I know you're at rookie camp and you've got to be in the building a little bit. Just kind of walk us through the culture. I know you said you're excited to join the Browns. What has that been like uh, being around the other guys in that culture so far? 
oh, I've had a great experience. You know, all the coaches are there, you know, ready to help, ready to teach. And I'm just trying to learn as much as I can from them, from the vets, anything that I can do to make myself a better player, you know, I'm all ears. And so being able to, you know, learn from Coach Stump, uh, Coach Prefer, Coach Stefanski, it's been a great experience for me so far. And I'm just trying to soak it in as much as I can so I can learn this offense and be me. That's awesome. What's it been like for you joining a room with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt? Um, have they been able to be any type of mentor to you? Have you been able to learn from them? Uh, what's what's that look like for you? Oh, for me, I'm just excited because, you know, it's, it's just people I've grown up watching. And so to be in the same room as them is very humbling. And uh, like you said, I'm just trying to learn as much as possible. So as soon as I got there, you know, they've been super nice to me, uh, able to help me out, help me figure out the offense if I had any questions that I didn't get answered in the meeting room. Like, they're all ears. And so they've been a great help to me. They're great guys, great players, and I'm just excited to be able to learn from them. Along those lines, as you look at these, you know, veterans in the league, and now you're kind of coming in and kind of learn the ropes, what kind of personal goals, Demetric, have you made for yourself uh, in the upcoming camp, you know, rookie camp and going into camp, and then yeah. the regular training camp, and then in the upcoming season, what kind of personal goals have you set out for yourself um, going forward? Definitely. Um, you know, my first uh, goal is to make the team. You know, I feel like that's most important to go there and have my name on the 53-man roster. Uh, secondly, is to show everyone, coaching staff, the vets, that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I bring value to this team, that my versatility is very valuable and that I can be an impact uh, right away. And so those are my main two goals. I try to just focus on those two and work as hard as I can. And I feel like everything else, you know, will come. Uh, so I'm just trying to keep my mind very focused on that. That's awesome. You know, one of our friends of the program, you know, this is a show by the fans for the fans. You've got a lot of fan interaction. People want to ask you some questions. Um, one of our good friends, Andrew, he said that he was able to review your college stats. And he, he loved your, uh, your direction in the run game and, of course, in, in the punt returns, kick returns, and special teams. Uh, I know you talked about working with Coach Prefer and being able and just being willing and able to do anything to make the team and be an impact. But uh, do you think that you can bring some versatility to the run game this year? Or I'm sorry, to, to the return game, excuse me. Definitely. I definitely think so. Um, you know, I did a lot of kick return in college, but I didn't do a lot of punt, punt return. And me and Coach Prefer have been working a lot to, you know, hone in on those skills. And so I could be able to do that. And, you know, I'm super excited to get back. Uh, for training camp and just continue doing that with him so I can show everyone that I can do kick return and punt return. Nice. So now you've been in Cleveland a little bit, Dimitri. You know, we have a lot of fans watching tonight. Um, taking in the city, you know, you're out there a little bit. What have you been able to enjoy and what surprised you about Cleveland coming there? And what have you been able to do while you've been in Cleveland? Yeah, so I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I've never been out that way before. And, you know, I was just excited to explore a new place. And so um, I was really able to have fun in the city, you know, uh, be able to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I really enjoyed that. Um, just going over to Top Golf with some of my teammates. Like, there's 
lot, like there's a lot to do in Cleveland and I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. And I think it surprises a lot of people. They don't know until they go there what yeah. there is really to do there. And it's true. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, well, I didn't know all this was here. So I agree. Have you been able to get your hands on any um, Angelo's pizza yet? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, and I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this to you, but I tell everybody that we have on, we've had a couple of players, Tommy Togiai, Porter Gustin, uh, Curtis Weaver recently, and I, I ask them all the same question, like, have you had Angelo's Pizza? Just a piece of advice, if you can get your hands on some. It's over in Lakewood. It is, again, I'm not just saying this, it is the best pizza I've ever had. Okay. Uh, they're, they're a proud sponsor. Uh, they're awesome. We uh, are, are proud to represent them here on this podcast. Highly encourage it. So we're going to, Dustin, make sure that he can get his hands on some Angelo's Pizza yeah. over there in Lakewood. Well, and I was going to say, Demetri, awesome. uh, Miles, yeah, say Miles Garrett uh, has been in there a few times, so I know he's a big fan of it. So just ask him. <laughs> Maybe he'll take you over there and show you all about it. So, Yes, sir. I definitely will. So, you know. You know, another question I have for you. Yeah, real quick, Dustin. I, I just want to touch on that. You bring up Miles. We talk about some of the defense. Have you kind of really stuck to, um, you know, the, the offense you know, building with some building relationships with some of those guys like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, even your rookie class, or have you been really able to like integrate and really talk to some of the defensive players, pick the brains of, of those guys as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, speaking of our rookie class, me and Greg Newsom, you know, we, we hang out a lot, a lot of time together. And so we, uh, you know, being able to go against each other in practice and then hang out, you know, we're always trying to figure out ways to get better. And so me picking his brain, him picking my brain, you know, like we're all um, focused on the same goal to make this team and make an impact right away. And so being able to uh, do this with him has been really cool. Nice. As you said, you're going to be out in L.A. and or in the L.A. area and enjoy, you know, some time off. I did a little background on you. You love video games, right? A lot of NFL players <laughs> do games. So. <laughs> And a lot of our listeners obviously play video games. Is there a favorite video game that you like to play? And have you kind of like uh, went to battle with some of the Browns players playing some video games? I'm just curious. Um, my favorite game is Call of Duty for sure. Um, okay. And I, the only person I've played with on the Browns is Greg. Only me okay. and Greg. But I, wanna, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that Jarvis was playing the other day, and I want to play with him. Oh. So. <laughs> there, you go. there you go and you can have some bragging rights right like hey i beat oh, yeah. nah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice that would be too bad um Dimitri, i'll get you out of here on this one we greatly appreciate having you on um this has been a true pleasure but I i'll get you out of here on this one you're coming from ucla big city uh a, you know a, a very well-known team with a big culture but you're coming to cleveland blue collar tough mentality kind of a different city i'm sure than la uh but we have Super Bowl aspirations. What's that transition been like to go from UCLA to a team that's got some high, high expectations this season? It's, it's been really exciting. And I feel like it just makes me work even harder because I'm like, hey, like I, I want to experience that. I want to be a part of that team that has Super Bowl aspirations and that can really make it. And so, you know, Coach Stefanski says we're about work. And, you know, that's all I've been trying to do is just work hard. And I feel like this team has been doing that as well. You know, I've, I've been able to work out with John Johnson out here and, you know, being able to work out with a fellow teammate uh, in the offseason is huge for me. 
you know, being able to pick his brain and just see how he's motivated to work and make it to the Super Bowl. So it's been uh, a great experience for me. Well, Demetric, that's awesome. Like, you know, Allie and I wish you always see the best. Hopefully you make that 53-man roster. And I can tell you're going to work your butt off and you're looking, you know, you're going to give it your best for sure. Go ahead, Allie. No, I just wanted to thank you again, Demetra, for coming on. Um, like I said, this is a show by the fans for the fans. We've got a lot of listeners right now, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it's great for them to see who they're getting in their sixth-round pick, wide, wide receiver and running back slash can do it all, Swiss Army Knife. So, Demetra, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Have a great night, Demetra. You Have too. a good one. Take care. Bye. That is Brown's running back slash – wide receiver slash just about anything and everything. Demetric Felton uh, out of UCLA six round pick. That was fun. Like he was, he was fun. He was a good interview. I really enjoyed I, You know what I, you know what I, I was just going to say, I love his energy. I love his optimism. I can see it. I can see he's ready to go. He's excited. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready to run through a brick wall as we like to say, right? He makes me want to go run through a brick wall. How exciting is that? You know, I, I love being able to talk specifically to these offensive players, to these rookies, because there's, well, to anybody really in general, but specifically these rookies right now, because they have so much optimism coming from whatever program they're coming from, UCLA, um, Boise State, Dustin, Ohio State, wherever they're coming from, to a team and to a city that ha has the highest expectations, uh, but is, is so welcoming at this point. They're just so excited. So I love watching that transition and just their eagerness mm -hmm. as they come into Cleveland. Well, you know, Allie, you bring up a good yeah. point. These players, I mean, we can think about the Browns three or four years ago, and a rookie coming in now, it's like yeah. night and day. I mean, it really is. You have some veterans that have been there a while now. You got some Landrys, some of these guys that these rookies can lean on and just become a better player immediately. Like they have somebody they can look up to, someone they can, you know, kind of be a sponge to. Uh, it's very, I've enjoyed watching it because it's interesting to hear, like you said, from some of these other guys. I'm just going to be a sponge, you know, these guys, I'm just leaning on them and I'm excited. I just want to make the roster, you know, I just want to be the best player I possibly can be. And I'm going to prove it to the Browns that I can be. And I think that's been very refreshing. You know, what stood out to me when you had asked about what's it, what was it like getting drafted by the Browns? He says a dream come true. And right. Dustin, you say three or four years ago for, players getting drafted by the Browns it's like well I'm going to be as optimistic as I can but this isn't great and that was just the the vibe or uh you know that's where where players go to make money well, and finish their career it was in Cleveland and now this is where these young players can come and grow and learn and develop and become the best that they possibly can be well and I saw something recently from Miles Garrett that he even spoke to this like when he got drafted right and what kind of team he was coming to. And he goes, I'll be completely transparent. The team that I inherited when I got here is not the team that went to the playoffs last year. And he basically said, we're in a different place in a different mode and a different attitude, like, like a, a flip the script one. So it's interesting to, to those players that were even drafted a few years back in the situation that they came into and the situation that they find themselves in now, very different. Yeah. So really enjoyed talking to him. He's great. I'm excited yeah. to watch him. Uh, we, we did have somebody, I believe it was Jason, or a friend of the program here in the comments, uh, said, make a name for yourself on special teams. That's where Josh Cribbs 
became a legend or something something like that that's, um, so yeah kickoff return for a touchdown and you'll be be loved in cleveland yep. for years <laughs> yes absolutely so that is uh brown's rookie Demetric felton who we were thrilled to have on so thank you Demetric. we appreciate you um Dustin, why don't you tell our listeners about that beautiful background that you have there behind you? Yeah, so our great friends at Gutterpea, uh, gutterpea.com, our friend Andy uh, Designs, he's a local Cleveland. He rents tents, does backgrounds, anything for your business, but he was so kind to make some backdrops for Allie and I and an entire 10 by 10 thing that you guys will see on August 8th when we come out to Cleveland. Um, but he does great stuff. Um, he just... If you have a divorce party, you can have a birthday party, whatever your life needs, he's got a he's got a backdrop and he'll custom make anything for your business too, which is super cool. So super cool. Best in the business. Um, so I know last week we did our offensive draft. Uh Dustin, we're actually not gonna get into that this week. Um, we had Demetric on. We wanted to kind of shift our focus to that. So bear with us, listeners. We will get into that here in a later program, but I will recap. Both of our drafts, our offensive drafts, feel free to continue to vote on those. And you, we will do the same for the defensive drafts. And then once it's all said and done, we will have our total draft. And you can vote there on who had the better draft. Uh, so Dustin, he had with his number one selection, Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller, Jarvis Landry, J.C. Treader, Hollywood Higgins, uh, Austin Hooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Case Keenum, Chris Hubbard, Greg Sinat, and Drew Forbes. Allie had Baker Mayfield, Jack Conklin, Jed Wills, Joel Batonio, Odell Beckham Jr., Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, Nick Harris, Anthony Schwartz, uh, Harrison Bryant, and Blake Hans. So feel free to continue to vote on those. That has not closed yet. Um, we'll have our defensive draft coming at you here shortly, so please uh, just bear with us on that. We can hopefully get that out to you here in the next couple of shows. Uh, but yeah. some more fun stuff coming. We're really excited about it. But just wanted to give everybody a breakdown in case you were sitting here saying, I can't wait till they get into their defensive drafts. You're going to have to wait a couple, maybe another week. Oh, guys, so I got I to redeem myself, guys. I got to come back and come, come, you know, defense wins championships. I got to come back and uh, redeem myself on the defense. That's sure. true. And you do have the number one overall pick. So I'm yep. wondering who you're going to select with that one. So well, <laughs> I might've mentioned previously I mean, in, the, in, in the, in the, in the show tonight. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no guys, if you are buying or selling a home real quick, you got to have a good realtor. You've got to have somebody that can walk you through the process. That person in Northeast Ohio is Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams. If you have any questions or you are looking to make that first move in the process, please go check her out at Katie Klonowski from Keller Williams. Truly the best in the business. Dustin, why don't we play a little fact or fiction, cash or trash, like true or false, whatever like you want to call it. You like I that? Love, I'm okay, always so down for that. You know that. We've done this. Yeah, we've done this in the past. Doesn't quite have a title. Some call it fact or fiction. Some call it true or false. Some call it cash or trash. We're just going to call it whatever we want. Uh, but essentially, moral of the story is, Dustin, I'm going to ask you a question or maybe a statement. Yep. And you either say, yeah, that's true. Or no, it is not. So I'm going to start out, and this is just overall around the league, uh, not totally specific to the Cleveland Browns, but the first one I'm going to throw at you. True or false, cash or trash, Justin Fields will be starting for the Chicago Bears by week three. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, trash. Trash, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, you're going to trash that one? <laughs> I think he's going to need more than 
I think midseason. I think he's going to need a little more runway. I see maybe after the bye week. I think he's just going to need some more development. I don't see him in week three. So that's my gut. Well, so what if he? Uh, no, I agree. I don't think he's the day one starter. I, I don't. I think. I don't think he's going to win the, he's going to win the job right away. I just don't right. think that's the the plan that they're looking to, to make here. Um, right. And I do not even want to put this out there. So let's just say, you know, uh, I know Doug Lee Maurice always says uh, Andy Dalton is abducted by aliens. Cause I don't even want to put an injury out there in the universe. So let's just say he's abducted by aliens and he cannot be the starter come week one, two, or three. Do you yeah. put in Justin Fields there? Even if he's not ready, you just say, there you go. Well, yeah, I suppose that would be the case, right? Because the one thing, you don't draft a quarterback in the first round early for him not to be your near-term starter. And we see this all the time, Allie. Quarterbacks start sooner and sooner all the time in the National Football League. So, yes, if that was the case, I think you kind of have to throw him out there and um, you have to see what he's got. How about a baker, right? What happened to Baker? It happens to a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, you can look at Cincinnati, all these teams, right? You know, they want to see what they got. Um, unfortunately, you probably should protect those quarterbacks before you throw them out there, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you do at that point. Because here's the thing, you don't draft somebody that high and you don't make that kind of capital to just, you know, see if he's going to be okay or not. And by the way, it seems like these quarterbacks, I don't know, Al, if you've seen this, they kind of move on. They, it seems like they almost don't give these quarterbacks as much runway as they done in the past. It's kind of weird, but some of these guys, if they haven't got it figured out by year two, they're kind of looking the other way. I don't know. So. Okay. So you're saying he will not be, he will not be the starter by week three, right? Correct. I'm going to actually say. Barring, barring injury, you know, or something like that. Right. Okay. All right, I say by week three, he is the starter. And here's really? why I say that. Okay. I'm struggling with this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with it because let's just say uh, they're playing in Chicago week one against the Bengals. I'm going to hand them a loss there. I think the Bengals come in. Joe Burrow's back. He's healthy. They get the win. Yep. Um, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Week one is in Los Angeles against the Rams. That's a, that's oh, an L yeah. for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. then week two is the Bengals. Again, an L. I'm going to give that one to the Bengals. Well, week three, uh, First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. Do they, do, does, does Matt Nagy get a little anxious and say, well, we're putting them in. We're putting them in. Because after that, they've got the Lions, the Raiders, the Packers. I mean, it's, it's a tough stretch. Or do they let them sit? Uh, I don't know. I think they get, I think, Brown that's fans, a lot of pressure that's a lot of pressure to put on him it is a lot of pressure but bears fans are similar to browns fans if you <laughs> if you go out and draft a quarterback remember how <laughs> the browns were chanting for baker mayfield during that jets game on thursday night football oh, yeah. I mean, you remember that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the same thing they're very similar in that regard they'll be they'll be rooting for justin fields if annie dalton's not cutting it yeah but i don't I think know i yeah, here, here's my thing. Here's what I don't want them to do is ruin them, right? And so I don't want them to put him out there to the point where he loses his confidence. That's I don't want that either. Yeah, so um, I like I Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields a lot. I don't want them. I don't want him to have a ruined career. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with his psyche, and I want him to be a good quarterback in the National yeah. Football 
big, right? So I think you kind of you kind of wait eight games. I mean, is anybody expecting the Bears to make the playoffs this year? Well, 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 Nagy, I guess, is on the hot seat. So there's you're right. You're, you bring up a valid point there. So Nagy's like, it's me, my job, or what, right? So I got to see what this kid's got. Or we saw this in Cleveland. Let's just call it for what it is. We're going to take the safe route, and we're going to put Tyrod Taylor in there because we think he can win games for us. And I might be on the hot seat as a coach, and I'm not going to pull the trigger on Baker yet, right? I mean, so you could have that as well where he goes with Dalton for several games and says, you know what? I know what I got with Dalton, right? I've seen the body of work. I know he's going to give me this, and he's he, he's got a lot of reps in the NFL. Nagy may be like, okay, I'll give him eight games. And that's why I kind of think that because Nagy, I think, is definitely on the hot seat, and I think he'll go with what he knows instead of what's unknown. That's kind of my gut. But Okay, so, all right. Agree in terms of Nagy on the hot seat. However, there's a difference. There's a difference. So let's say he rolls Andy Dalton out there. Okay, yep. and Andy Dalton, let's say, wins three games for him all season. If Andy Dalton only wins three games for him, Matt Nagy's fired. Okay, right. but let's say Matt Nagy's the coach, but he throws Justin Fields out there and they win five to six games. Mm-hmm. He might know he might not lose job because they're saying well we have some promise we were able to win a couple of games here things are kind of looking on the up and up if there's a little bit of hope and hey this this kid's young he's a rookie made some rookie mistakes but hey look he won us some games there is some promise let's keep Nagy around so it might be beneficial for him because he is in the hot seat to take that risk and play the kid rather than go down the safe route and now, I'm not insinuating that, I mean, Andy Dalton's a very good quarterback. He can win you some football games. I'm not saying he's gonna, only going to win him two or three games, right. but at the same time, you draft a quarterback that high, you trade up to go get him. You got to let the kid play. You do, but I think also, I don't know. You know, I think we need to see, I want to see more of Justin Fields in the preseason games. I want to see more of what, you know, in a live action kind of game, but that's a lot of pressure, you know, I mean, even in week three. But to your point, you know, maybe the hybrid happens here, Allie. Maybe we get down, maybe you get into, so you said they have a pretty tough schedule after that, right? Three three tough opponents in a yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, they've got, I mean, obviously their division's pretty difficult. Um, sure. Yeah, they've, they've got a pretty difficult schedule down the stretch. I mean, maybe they bring them in, I mean, maybe they don't bring them in game three, but they bring them in game six, right? Somewhere like that before the bye week. And then, and then bye week, he's got some more, you know, to get more reps and more practice in that bye week. I mean, so maybe game six, you know, maybe not halfway through the season, you know, you could see that maybe even because mm-hmm. then you're like, man, it's just not working with Andy Dalton, right? Or, you know, we got to, we got to. Who move. do you think? So we talk about Matt Nagy, and I'm going to get into the next question here, but outside of him, because I think he's number one, outside of him, who would you say is the next hottest seat in the NFL coaching wise? Who's next up on that list of hot seats? Because I can name a few, but I think Matt Nagy's far and away the the top. The hottest. He's got the hottest Um, seat right now. And they just changed the quarterback, or they just changed the coach in Detroit, right? Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. The next hottest one. The Jets coach? No, he was. They just hired him. Did they just hire him? He, okay. He's going into his yeah, yeah. Rob Salas. This is his first year. 
because before I mean yeah Adam Gates he was he, yeah that was not great <laughs> he certainly would have been number one on that Denver? list Denver Denver yeah maybe Vic Fangio um I think I think Mike McCarthy might have a oh warm butt down oh, there in Dallas oh. oh I can tell you all that is probably yes that I was that thank you for bringing that up because that has been quite the talk in this town that I live by the way um okay yeah is, mike mccarthy um another one actually zach taylor uh could be a little oh, toasty yeah. he's toasty in my rear end cincinnati um yeah uh you know who else might be a little a little a little hot down there cliff kingsbury oh well maybe i mean I think they make and I say that because yeah no and I I, I don't doubt he, he can draw up some plays he's got a great offensive mind but his in-game coaching decisions have been questionable and have lost them games have lost them important football games and the overall development of uh, of his young team now they've got some veteran players they've got a lot of veteran players yeah. JJ Watt uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald um AJ Green out there. They've got a lot of veteran players, but they do have a young group of, of talent. And it's all about yes. developing that and, and putting Kyler in a great position to win. So I don't know. I, I think just his in-game coaching decisions have been questionable. So I think he's on the list too. Yeah, I met I, I ironically met him a couple of years ago when I was at a spring training game down in, in the Phoenix area, right after he had got hired. Mm -hmm. um, really nice guy. Seems like he's a high intelligent kind of guy. But you're right. This is kind of a maker or break it year for the Cardinals. A lot of people expected them to I make think. it year. And you're right. They don't make the playoffs this year. Um, there's going to be some question marks like, hey, you've been here. This is your third year. You know, what are you doing? Um, I didn't even – but that's a good one, Allie. I'll, I'll go with that one. That's probably in the top three or four for sure. I mean, but here's the problem. He's also in a very competitive division. I mean, you've got the Rams. you got the yep. Seahawks. I mean, he's not – I mean – he's not playing in the easiest division in football. So not only is he, you know, he's got talent, he's got veterans in there now, but he's got to go up against the Seahawks twice and the Rams twice. I mean, it's not easy. And oh, by the way, I the, mean, and, and, all other... and the Niners, when they're not yep. injured on defense, they're a formidable team to play against. He's not, it's not easy. They're a Super Bowl team when they're not injured. Yeah. They are a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. They made the Super Bowl, with, with, you know, then last year I was devastated by injury. But a couple other names, just uh, I'm going to throw Mike Zimmer out there, not because I think he's a bad coach, but just because I think they've been a little stagnant past sure. couple of years. Um, another one, Dustin, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. There's always about six coaches that are kind of on Black Monday, you know, after the NFL season's over or they get cut before. And that, and I think you named about six or seven there. Um, I know the one thing about Jerry Jones, he loves to win. Speaking of the previous one, um, mm -hmm. everybody in this town wanted Kellen Moore to be the next head coach of Boise State. And he went back to Dallas to take the offensive coordinator job and get a pay increase. He's Dak Prescott and him are like this. Like, I don't know. That's going to be a, that could be an interesting thing to watch as the season progresses out. Seriously. Yeah. I completely agree. I think 
might be, uh, I don't know. I think that's a, a hot seat down there. Uh, before we get into a couple more cash or trash, fact or fiction, true or false. Uh, if you're getting the family together in a nice uh, July afternoon this weekend, make sure that you have your five-star meats on the grill. Ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. You got to have that there on the grill, whether you do charboil, charcoal, regular propane grill, or you're just doing it inside. You have to have that. They are truly the best. If, if you're going to do it right, you got to have some stadium mustard. You got to have some Cleveland ketchup. Two Cleveland staples that you have to have to finish the sandwich. Oh, and by the way, Dustin, how about you tell our friends how to finish the perfect hot dog or the perfect hamburger with the perfect bun? Well, Orlando Banking Company, which has been around for over 100 years in Cleveland, um, that's how you finish it off, Allie. That's just how it's done. So you got the bun, you got the hot dog, you got the ketchup, you got the mustard, Allie. You got the whole hot dog. So, and by the way, all of those folks will be at our event August 8th. We're excited to have them. They're providing hot dogs, all that. So we're going to have free food for you guys when you come out August 8th. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh uh, all right, couple more here. Cash or trash? Okay. Mac Jones beats Cam in the quarterback battle this offseason. Holly, you your cash or trash are always good ones. Like they're like like they could go either way. Like that. Hey, I I you know what? That's I'm a podcast host and I've got a No, no, no. I'm just saying like you, I mean they're, I there. mean like those are ones you kind of like So tell me give it to me one more time. The question. <laughs> Come. I said cash and trash. Mac Jones beats out Cam Newton in the quarterback of this offseason. Cash. I think that with the coaching staff in New England, he's going to be the starter sooner than later. And it's not going to be Cam. So you think week one, week one, Cam Newton is not starting for the New England Patriots. Yes, there's a very good possibility of that, yes. And, yeah, and I think the, I agree with that. And the reason I say that is, and this is the only reason, is the talent and coaching staff that's in that building. And that's truly, I mean, they have a lot of great coaches. And I think if there's anything that those guys can do, it's really coach up a quarterback. And so I 100% believe in Bill Belichick and, and what they do in that building. And I think week one, he could be the starting quarterback. So one thing we know about Mac Jones is I'm not going to say he's the most athletically gifted quarterback this draft class or the most athletically talented quarterback really that that's come out of Alabama. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. But one thing that we do know about Mac Jones, and we, we were able to learn this through the draft process, a lot of this, Hey, Kyle Shanahan's going to take Mac Jones number three overall. We were all like, well, why would they do that, though? There's Justin Fields, there's Trey Lance, there's other great, talented quarterbacks. But it was because he, he was putting an emphasis on Mac Jones' intelligence. So apparently, and I, I can't speak to this because I've never met Mac Jones, but apparently he is an absolute guru on the whiteboard. He can remember anything. He is apparently so intelligent when it comes to the X's and O's of football. And that just screams New England to me. That just yes. screams Bill Belichick. <laughs> they, want, they, they want that that intelligence they want somebody that that's in there knowing what they're doing that might not get yeah. totally off script so i think that that mac jones completely fits that bill and i do think he will be the starter probably week one ish 
Yeah, I agree I, with you. Yeah, and I think he couldn't have gone to a better situation, right? If you look at all these rookie quarterbacks, like, I mean, you get to go get mentored by a Hall of Fame coach, you know, coach and guy like Bill Belichick. I mean, come on, that's, I mean, that's every rookie quarterback's dream, right? Like, I don't know. That's next level. Yeah. So I think that's why I think week one, he very well could be the starter. And here's the truth. Cam knows he's not the long-term answer. He knows that. I mean, he, he knows that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think he's also at a point in his career that, you know, he wants to maybe mentor somebody and he knows he's not going to be a day one starter for years to come. Um, so, and I, and I think he even knows that because of the contracts he's taken, right. They're not signing him to a three-year deal and long-term stuff. So, you know, hopefully Cam can be a mentor to him as well. And I think that could be. That could so be- I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I, I don't think Cam wants to do that. I, 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 well, first off, I'm not in the business of getting into anybody's heads because we don't know what somebody sure. wants or does at once, but sure. I don't think, I mean, Cam Newton came out and blatantly said like my trip to new England last year was a business trip. I am here to that next step in my career uh, to go be a starter because that, I mean, ultimately I think Cam Newton's a fantastic quarterback. He's been riddled by injury. That's really set him back. The game's kind of evolved a little bit. Um, and he's, you know, we've, we've got guys like Lamar and Kyler Murray that can emphasize that speed um, and, and be accurate with the football, more so to Kyler Murray than Lamar Jackson on that. Uh, but basically what I'm saying is he's still an incredibly, incredibly talented football player. I'm not so sure that he wants to say, I'm done, you know, I'm out of my athletic prime. I'm just going to mentor somebody right now because I don't, from what I know of Cam Newton, that doesn't strike me as his personality. I, I don't know that that's what he yeah. wants to do right now. So I am going to push back on the statement of he yeah. probably wants to do that because I don't think that's the case. I think sure. he wants to be a starter and I think he's capable of being a starter. I, I agree. But um, in this, yeah. in this instance, I think Mac Jones has the edge. Yeah. So also, can I throw a cash or trash at you? Yeah. throw. It. Let's hear it. Okay. Is this the last season for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? And will he be gone after this year? Well, it, yeah, this is his last year in Green Bay. Cash or trash? When you say this year. So, so he'll play the 2021 season. Basically, he's going to stay there. Is this his last season there? Honestly, Dustin, I don't think he starts the season in Green Bay. Oh, oh, really? I know. I, I, I know. I know that's bold. I know that's bold. I do not think come week one that Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer. I know that's bold. I know it is. Wow. I just don't. Because what I think wow. is going to happen, what I think is going to happen is he's not going to show up for training camp. That is going to obviously ruffle, ruffle some feathers. He is going to put an emphasis on his dislike and distaste for the front office, for the coaching staff, and force his way out. Now, we've talked about some other teams that would be a nice landing spot for an Aaron Rodgers. Denver would be uh, – you put him on Denver's roster right now, they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, the Raiders. I mean, there, there's several, there's several teams. We've talked about Miami. We've talked about several of these teams last sure. week, and I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But ultimately, Dustin – I'm not sure. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to say this with confidence. I don't think he will be a Green Bay Packer week one. So we clearly, as, I'm a little shocked you said that, but I, I understand where you're coming. I know, from. I know. Um, I do think he'll be the week one starter. 
Um, I do, so a couple of things have happened, right? So the Friday deadline is coming past, so he can't opt out of the 2020, 2021 season. So that's done. So he clearly wants to play football in 2021. So with that said, reading his body language at the Lake Tahoe golf thing with Tom Brady, I think he's being a little coy. And what I mean by that, I think his intentions are to come back and play this year in Green Bay, because here's the truth. If he wants to make the playoffs and have that kind of, you know, his guys that he knows and his routine, I think in the, in the back of his mind, he knows that Green Bay this year gives him that best option. And by the way, he's not getting any younger, right? So I do think he comes back. I don't know if he comes in later in the camp, but I do think he does come back to Green Bay. They have a gentleman handshake, as you may say, like, look, I'm coming back. I'll give it my all. But after this season, I can't promise you anything. And I'm all in for this year, and that's it. That's kind of what my gut tells me. Now, I could be completely wrong, but I think this is his last year in Green Bay. And then, and then of course, then Green Bay has a little more leverage in the offseason and a little more time to move him or possibly uh, grant his wishes, possibly. You know what I think happened with this is he won it out last year. I think really when they took Jordan Love, he said, all right, you know, like I'll finish the season, but trade me in the offseason. I'm not, I'm not going into 2021 you know, on, on this roster. And I, and I sure. think they probably said, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. And then it didn't happen. And then on draft night, when we saw the chaos of uh, what was taking place in Green Bay, that's really when it came to a head. I think he was kind of forced into making a scene and playing hardball, if you will, because mm-hmm. he didn't get what he wanted. Right. I don't think it's right. I wouldn't have done that, but I think that's what happened. I think right. he had requested a change prior to the off season. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's going to be fun to, to, to watch. About, but think about it, Allie. We, we have a quarterback that's upset, upset, and just lost in the NFC championship game to Tom Brady. I mean, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. I mean, like, he literally was on the doorstep of making another Super Bowl. It's not like the team is underperforming, and it's not like he's underperforming. So I don't know what has went a rift with, you know, obviously he's not happy about, you know, Love being drafted as a quarterback and him not being told about it. But at the end of the day, the, the organization doesn't technically have to tell him that they're drafting a quarterback, right? I mean, that's the internal, you know, I mean, we've seen that with other organizations. I mean, they didn't, you know, I mean, this – they have a history of doing this. They didn't knock on the door and tell Brett Favre that Aaron Rodgers was coming. So, well, so it's interesting, you know, like. Yeah, but, yeah, but that doesn't make it right. No, no, I'm not saying this. I mean, that, that's right, not, but, that's not. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, the Browns, 0-16, 1-15 oh Browns told Tyrod Taylor, hey, we're going <laughs> to take a quarterback and it's going to be Baker right. Mayfield. Right. I, I mean, I'm not saying that we were a stellar organization at that time, but they still did that they still set that expectation right. not only but, did they not tell him but they traded up to do so so his distaste is certainly with the front office and and honestly i'm not saying that he's right in doing what he's doing i i don't think that but i think his feelings are justifiable it, it, it i would be disgruntled i wouldn't go about it the way he's going about it sure, but i right. think he is disgruntled right but i mean i also look at it disgruntled as you're a first ballot hall of fame quarterback in the future and you've got a lot yeah. left 
tank, love ain't gonna start <laughs> for a couple of years. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't feel like somebody's coming in like is gonna take my job from me, right? So that's kind of like well, not only that, not only that, they haven't drafted a first round receiver, first round talent to help him <sighs> since since he's been there. So I right. think it's not just them drafting love. I think there's a lot going on, them sure. not landing a bunch of free agents, them not being able to lock down some of his his uh, top tier talent and just really not, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but let's call it for what it I is. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Allie, I lost I lost a bet to you, right? <laughs> the the Green Bay Packer at Tampa Bay Buccaneer game, right? We, we made a bet on that game. Aaron Rodgers didn't yeah, lose had- the ball game. The Green Bay Packers defense lost that football game for yeah. them. And so let's call it for what it is. It's like, you know, they can give him a first round talent wide receiver, but maybe you should invest some more on the defense so he can go out and put up a great offensive game and he's not having to play from behind, you know, to come back and try to win a football game. You know, that's, you know. Well, I I will push back on that. That's literally what they've done in the draft. Like the past four years is solely defense. They have not drafted any offensive explosive talent. So I think that's, that's where it's coming from. And I, I, I understand, but. I don't know. It's it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, all right, Dustin, cash or trash on this one? Way too early. Way too early. Offensive rookie of the year is Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Cash, cash or trash? You know, here's the thing about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you look at anything on Trevor Lawrence. He's a once in a generational type of quarterback. He just is. I mean, I think he was going to be the number one pick three years ago, right? So, um, yes, all day long, he's the rookie of the year. I mean, to me, it just, it's a no-brainer. Um, he's got Urban Meyer down there, good, good coach, right? Uh, does well with college kids. I, I like it. I think it's, I'll stamp it, put it on there. 2021 rookie of the year, Trevor Lawrence. I just, I think he's going to do well with Urban Meyer. I just think he's going to do well, and he's going to a, you could go to worse situations probably or better situations, but I think he's in a, he, they have realistic goals for him this year, right? He's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So he can grow, learn and get better each and every week. So yes, I'm going to go with yes. on that. I'm going to go trash on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you, I like how you emphasize trash on that, by the way. That was good. I, uh, Dustin, I don't know. I think, I think, yes, Trevor Lawrence is far and away the, the best uh, quarterback prospect I've probably seen since Andrew Luck, um, you know, in my time as a avid football fan. But at the same time, you have to take into consideration his surroundings. And, and I think him going down to Jacksonville is a much better situation than, than him getting drafted by, let's say, Houston, as it's currently constructed. Um, so I think he does have some things going for him. Urban Meyer being an offensive mind. Um, you've, got some, you've got some talent down there. Lavisca Chenault being down there. Uh, you've, got, you've got some guys. You've got some guys. They're not, they're not a terrible team. But taking a look, too, at that division, okay, you, you, got some tough opponents there um i'm actually gonna go with kyle pitts to be the offensive rookie of the year on this one um i i just think what he brings to the table he was probably outside of trevor lords the safest pick 
in the 2021 NFL draft. You put him in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. There's no Julio Jones. You've got Calvin Ridley uh, and, and Kyle Pitts. You've got Matt Ryan throwing the football who's trying to prove it. Matt Ryan's got something to prove here this year. Uh, he's got to go out there and say, hey, I'm not washed up. I can, I can still be a very, very good football uh, football player in this league. But I yep. think Kyle Pitts, what he brings to the table, he's elusive, he's electric, he's explosive, but he's so reliable. He, he's just so good. Um, so I think he's, I've got him as my offensive rookie of the year, tight end. Okay. I can see where you're coming. That I know. A lot of production. You know, Ali, I was just thinking real quick, think about the NFC or the AFC East. How many rookie quarterbacks yeah. starting in the AFC East? I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, when you when you were talking about the Cam, and then you've got the Jet. I mean, I mean, look at all the quarterbacks that could be rookies starting in, in the AFC East this year. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, two, uh, you got two of them there. Um, you yeah. know, I think Zach Wilson's obviously going to be day one. Um, let's just assume that it's Mac Jones. Got yep. Josh Allen, uh, and and then I, I know Tua Tagovailoa is not a rookie, but he yeah. is still a young quarterback. Yep. Um, actually, I want to ask you that. This, this is a question I wrote down. This is not cash or trash, but just a, a question I saw on CBS Sports that I wanted to ask. Who out of out of these players, who do you think is most likely to take a Josh Allen style leap in 2021? Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, or Tua Tungavailoa? A leap was Kyler Murray. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, the the, the question is, uh, who out of these players are most or is most likely to take that Josh Allen style leap sure. in twenty twenty one? Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Tua Tungavailoa. Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows, and the reason I say Joe Burrows. Um, what he did with the football last year with no offensive line before he, you know, just got decimated. Um, you know, barring he comes back really, really healthy. I think he's going to be a really, really good quarterback in this league. And I think, you know, he could be very, I mean, like we could see an even bigger leap with some protection there. I like Joe Burrows. That's who I would put. That's going to have that noticeable leap, right. That we're going to see that. So I took Joe on that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. I think, Here's the thing that this is how I took the question. Okay. A leap meaning you have to drastically improve, but I think if we take a look at Joe Burrow's trajectory, it's like this. He's, he's, he's on this path of, of I'm going to get better every single year. When I think somebody like a Tua Tungabailoa or a Kyler Murray who are kind of here, kind of here, maybe a little bit even to take that instead of going from here to here, going from here to here. So that's why I, I went with somebody like a Kyler Murray or a Tua Tungabailoa on this, because I think Joe Burrow, it's natural and normal for him to take that next step. I don't think it's right. a leap for him. I think it's a next step. Um, but I think Tua Tungabailoa, if, if he's probably most suited to take a leap, he's got that offensive line. He's got a great sure. defense, a great defensive head coach, um, and a lot of offensive weaponry as well. He's got all the tools. I think he's probably more suited to take a giant step in the right direction. Um, say with Kyler wow. Murray, you put DeAndre Hopkins, you put AJ Green, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, him those tools and resources, Andy and Isabella, to take a leap. That's kind of the way I saw it. I don't know, um, but I agree that Joe Burrow's 
Joe Burrow is definitely on that on that trajectory. So yeah, Kyler Murray, as I say, Kyler Murray was my, I was bouncing back, but Kyler Murray was the other one I was thinking, and then I went with Joe, but mm -hmm. Kyler was that other one that could take that huge leap, but he was on my kind of second one on my list there. Mm -hmm. Definitely not Drew Locke. I, I don't think Daniel Jones either. I, I, I just, I just don't. Um, and honestly, maybe not even Tua. I, I think, I think Kyler, poised to, Tua possibly, Joe, yeah, obviously he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, all right, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening? Well, Allie, as always, it's a pleasure. Dimitri, thanks for joining the program tonight. You were an awesome interview. We enjoyed having you on. Um, we wish you the best. And of course, you know, to all of our fans and listeners, we love you and we look forward to you. And of course, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Same time, same place. That is absolutely correct. Also, last but not least, uh, uh, another happy birthday to you, Dustin. Glad you got thank to you. celebrate with a nice juicy <laughs> steak. Uh, you absolutely deserve it. Dimitri, thank you for joining. And to everybody listening, stay safe, stay healthy. Go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's fry. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go.